My guest today on the Hondo Handy Podcast is my good friend Bobby Vermeer. Always a pleasure, as you sometimes say, Bobby. How you good doing? Good morning, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, let me give our listeners a little background on you, uh, on you, Bobby. Uh, your business is your business is BT Productions. Uh, you host Endless Golf and the Resort and Resort Golf Guide. He showcases some of the finest resorts and golf courses that you can play on. This golf has featured well over 200 golf courses. Bobby started producing the show in the early 90s when he was a successful radio and TV salesman in Ocean City. You currently live in Ocean City and Florida, am I correct? Yes, I live in uh, West Ocean City, and uh, I also spend get to spend some time in, in Florida. Oh, great. Bobby, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, maybe your high school that you attended and uh, any sports that you might have participated in. Sure. I grew up in uh, in Woodlawn uh, in Baltimore County, just uh, just outside the city. Um, had uh, had, you know, a lot of fun growing up there, had a lot of good friends and uh, uh, played a lot of sports as a kid. And as you did, Hondo, you know, we were back then we were all three sport guys, uh, basketball, football and baseball. Um, just had a, a great time in, in high school. I uh, ended up playing uh, football and also baseball and uh, then left there and came to the Eastern Shore and went to uh, Salisbury State College at the time, your alma mater as well, and uh, pl- right. ended up playing baseball there for four years and uh, had, had a great time and met uh, some lifelong friends and got a degree and I guess the rest is history. Uh, you've had a great career. But I want to ask you, were there any special high school memories that you want to share? I, I want to ask you about the college memories. <laughs> well, you know, high school, I think uh, our high school football team made it to the state finals. And uh, that was that was uh, pretty great. Our junior year, we went to the semifinals, uh, lost to, to uh, Winston Churchill 27 nothing, And then my senior year, I was the quarterback and we went to the, the finals. Um, and lost to Churchill in the state championship game and lost like it was 21 to 16. And that's probably one of the, wow. it was a lot of fun. Uh, we were the, at that time, no Baltimore County team had ever won the, uh, you know, the, the state championship. So um, to play, to play against Montgomery County schools, uh, they had a lot more players and bigger schools. And um, we ended up, we beat Crossland from PG County in the state semifinals and then got to play in the championship game. So that's probably my best memory sports wise. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was a fun time for sure. Well, fantastic. Bobby, t- why did you, uh, what was your journey to college? Why did you select Salisbury? Uh, was that your first choice? Well, I'd like to say I, it was all about education, but really for me, what motivated me to go to college, number one was with us was athletics. Uh, you know, being, being five, eight, and uh, back then, I guess 160 pounds, you know, football was uh, was actually was recruited to Salisbury and Frostburg, a couple other schools for football. But I just thought my path was better for baseball and uh, ended up deciding on Salisbury really because they had a good baseball program. Uh, I met Coach Deshaun, who uh, had been there for a number of years and and uh, they were always they always had good teams and they had a nice facility. They had AstroTurf infield. Um, I liked the location because it was 30 miles from Ocean City, and um, 
just kind of decided that that was uh, the best fit for me. Although I will say, you know, and you know, Hondo, playing baseball in the Mid-Atlantic in, you know, March and April can be awful yeah. tricky. We can get some windy, cold days, and it's not really baseball weather for sure. Uh, I certainly understand that. Uh, I hope some kind of way, uh, small way that I have contributed to draw you to Salisbury. But when I played, uh, we were on the other side of the highway, and we played um, uh, not a natural turf field. And um, it was extremely cold, and uh, uh, I enjoyed the southern trips. Did you guys do any <laughs> southern trips? Absolutely. It was what we looked forward to, you know. And, uh, of course, the teams down there uh, always had an advantage, whether it was Methodist or North Carolina Wesleyan or uh, even the Citadel. They had been outside for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. And, you know, we sometimes we'd go down there. We, we, didn't, we didn't even field a ground ball outside. And, so it was uh, it was tough sledding, and they, and they were some really talented teams too, Hondo, as you know, and that kind of kicked our season off. But it was always fun going down there because usually the weather was a lot better than it was here, a good competition, and you know you played baseball every day for a week, so it was uh, it was certainly a great time. I certainly enjoyed it, also, uh, Bobby. Uh, you say you played for four years. I did. Uh, started as a freshman. I played second base my uh, my freshman year, and um, Dave Funk played third. Uh, Craig Kurtz was our shortstop, and then uh, the, my sophomore year, I ended up playing third base after Dave had graduated, and then went back to second base for my junior and, and uh, senior year. So, got to play all all four years there. Loved it. Had had some great times. We never made it to the college uh, Division three college World Series, but we made it to the uh, to the, to the regional several times, I think at least two or three times. And um, Hondo, as you know, I ended up sticking around coaching as a grad assistant for two years, and that was a great experience. And I, I probably – my first passion was coaching. I would have loved to stay – I would have loved to stayed in coaching. Unfortunately, I was broke. I needed to make a living, so <laughs> I had to get out. And, you know, those – those a lot of – it happens to a lot of guys, and they're able to see it through, but uh, – it just wasn't in the cards for me, but I really loved, enjoyed coaching, particularly baseball back then. Um, and, you know, as you know, it led me into coaching, a, um, you know, an amateur team here on the Eastern Shore called the Ocean City Breakers. It actually started out as Samantha's nightclub uh, team. Uh, Samantha's Bill, yeah. Bix, Bill Bixler sponsored the team and Samantha's. And we were under that umbrella for a couple of years. And then the city was nice enough to sponsor us. And uh, we participated in the Eastern Shore uh, baseball league and we won that i don't know probably four years in a row we had, we had some struggles early but then we became a really good team i decided to recruit some college players uh got some really good players some uh guys from um down south from north carolina wesleyan pembroke state uh methodist who ended up playing here and uh, lived here for the state had a great time they lived here for the summer worked a lot of them worked for you at the recreation de department and I got hey, to play baseball. That. Yeah, so a lot of good guys. I think, you know, one guy we all know and a lot of the locals know is Todd Lampman. He ended up making his home here, and and he's had a great uh, great career as a coach and a mentor for a lot of young people, and that, that makes me proud. Um, yes, uh, I, I remember Todd. He actually is the uh, coach at Snow Hill High School now. Sure, right sure. There? Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's also the athletic director, so – in a way, in a small way, he got he kicked off his career in this area. Um, there was a lot of 
great talent on that team. But back to high school, what what years did you play? I mean, college. What years did you play in college? Oh, I graduated from high school in uh, 78. Uh, so my first year at Salisbury was at 79 and uh, and got there. And, you know, uh, you know how Salisbury was. It's a small school and a lot of the athletes hung together. And uh, I ended up meeting, uh, you know, some lifelong friends there. <clears throat> a lot of, I ended up it was weird. I was better friends with the wrestlers and the uh, football players than I was with with a lot of the baseball players. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the Jarris brothers who were great wrestlers and both national champions when we were there are, are two of my dearest friends and uh, but just really lifelong friendships. Uh, my roommate was Sean Gibson. He was from Seaford. He played football. He also played baseball, I think, one or two years as well. And uh, he ended up having a great coaching career in, and stayed in, in football for a, for a number of years. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's a small world. He ended up coaching with uh, Coach John Harbaugh for a lot of the camps, and they became wow. friends. So there was a connection there. And, uh, and we all know Coach McGlinchey, what he meant to, uh, oh, to Salisbury. Oh, we all know that. Coach McGlinchey was definitely my favorite coach there. What an inspiration. And um, he pushed me for baseball. And baseball ended up being my uh, best sport at Salisbury, too. Well, um, you know, I think I think besides baseball, I think one of the, the things at Salisbury that was always memorable was those those pickup games in, in uh, Mag's gym. You know, for us, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. was, we look forward to that more than anything, playing against Coach McGlinchey. He did not give you an inch. I don't care. <laughs> no. And he could play all day long. All day long. I mean, it was amazing. The wrestlers would play. And, you know, that's where I met Steve Pappas and Dave Cottle. Uh, when I was a oh, freshman, okay. they were both grad assistants for lacrosse. And uh, right. and they played okay. with us. And, and we had some battles. We still talk about it to this day. But uh, <laughs> Coach McGlinchey made you raise your level. That's for sure. Oh, uh, he did. He certainly did. Um, I always wondered how what, what the connection with you and uh, – Steve were because I was there when Steve was, and then you guys were so tight after uh, you got to Ocean City. Yeah, you um, know, we we became friends playing basketball, and then uh, he was like a big brother to me. And uh, I guess I ended up, you know, when I got out of college, um, and and when I was actually when I was in college, I ended up working for him part time after he he and Tommy had bought the turtle. Right. We just kind of remained friends. Yeah, I tell you what, there's some great guys. Bobby, I know you're an avid golfer, um, and you probably play golf with Steve and the guys too, but uh, where were you working when you came up with the idea about the golf show? Well, I was broke, Hondo. Of course. Hey, coming, coming out of school, I'm sure you were. Well, I, know I was broke a lot of times at Salisbury. And, and well, you know, but I was – I, when, I I, when I left coaching, I, I actually sold cars for a couple of years. And I, I said, you know, this isn't for me. And uh, it's a it's a crazy journey. But um, I ended up I ended up wanting to move to back to Ocean City year round. And uh, I, I I'm a gentleman by the name of Frank Sirio, uh, who many of the locals will know. He uh, he was selling at Mauer Lakes, if you remember Mauer Lakes. And he was selling right, real estate there. And I went in to see Frank because I was looking for a place to live. And, and I told him what I was doing. And he he, he said, I, I can get you a place to live. So he got me a place to live. He goes, why don't you go to 96 Rock and, and WETT? They're looking for a salesperson. Why don't you do that? And I, I said, that's a great idea. So 
he ended up getting me an interview and I got the job and I had no idea about media or anything else. And, you know, just stopping by Mauer Lakes that day pretty much, wow. you know, changed my life. You don't, you don't know what door opens, but it was weird. You know, um, he, he got me the interview. I got the job and I got in the radio as a salesperson. Um, right. And maybe after a couple of years, I did some on air stuff, but I, I, I just kind of learned the business a little bit. Uh, and then I ended up, as you know, going to work for the cable company. Uh, back then it was United Cable, and that's kind of how, right. um, how I got started. But there was a time there when I, in between when I, I decided to open a restaurant, um, a little carryout. I named it after Coach Deshaun. It was called Diggers out on the corner of uh, Route 50 <laughs> right where Trader Lee's is. You remember those days. And I used yes, to, I do remember, yes. Yeah, we used to sell Emmings ribs and chicken, and, uh, and that, that's what made me broke, to be honest with you. I found out that the restaurant business is a very hard business. And, and since that, those days of that education, I have so much respect for all the successful restaurateurs in this town, whether it be Billy Carter, Steve Pappas, Mackie and Pam, uh, you know, Dave and Janet, all, all my friends in the restaurant business, Paolo, Fausto, they're, it's just a hard, hard business and you have to work hard at it. And uh, it's just tough. And I had a, just a small carryout, and it was still not an easy thing. And, uh, it wasn't my calling for sure. I think I found my way when I got into to television and radio for sure. Well, you were always an entrepreneur, and I think all of Ocean City knows that. That's for sure. Um, Bobby, when you started your um, uh, the golf show, uh, I think you started with the local golf courses. Well, I actually started with the Stallion. The Stallion and I uh, worked together at the Paddock Nightclub. I was a doorman. He was a bartender. And uh, he, at the time, you know, he, he was doing all these sports predictions, with, particularly with football. And I always knew, he always thought he knew every game and who was going to win every game. <laughs> he, he, was, he was a character and a funny guy, as you know. And uh, we became friends. And when I started the cable company, I came up with an idea of, of a show because he was writing an article. He was writing uh, each week a weekly article for the Coconut Times. Okay. And, and so – the resort video guide was uh, fairly new at the time. And um, we decided to do a, a program weekly called the stallion sports show. I think it was like a 10 or 15 minute show back then. Right. And uh, just had a lot of fun with it. I think it did end up doing it for 10 years. Um, but in the, in the middle of that, after probably the third year in 1991, golf started getting a bit big, as you know, the beach club open Eagles landing open river run, a number of the golf courses opened in 91 and, I came up with this idea of, you know, hey, how about a local golf show? And uh, at the time, I had a, a little bit of a relationship with Toyota because they were buying ads from me locally on cable. And I sat down with them and uh, and and actually the carousel at the time, Fred Wise, and they decided to sponsor the show. And, you know, we just kind of took it from there. We started out the, – the first show was Golfing the Mid-Atlantic, and that morphed into Endless Golf, and we okay. started doing that all over um and uh and now we now we just we're back just focusing on ocean city um golf courses on endless golf i do have another show called endless golf florida which i do florida courses and uh and then back in probably the mid 90s we started the resort golf guide which was the local show that i host which features all the local golf courses here on the eastern shore um from i mean in delaware maryland uh, all the courses on the coast here well, um, well, promoting golf through your show and helping make Ocean City a golf destination 
you know, by bringing other golfers to the area, I think help with the, the tour, tourism in this area. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if it wasn't for Toyota and then, you know, I was fortunate enough after about six years, seven years with Toyota because they were a great sponsor and they gave me the ability to get onto regional sports networks. Back then it was home team, home team sports. Uh, now we're on Masson. Uh, we're on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. We go into Comcast Sportsnet in New England, Comcast Sportsnet in Philadelphia, and then also Fox Sports in Florida. So we're in a number of different markets now compared to when we you know, first started out. But without the support of, uh, of Toyota, number one, and then, and then mo- moving forward, Geico, and then the town of Ocean City. They, they've been very supportive of the show because, you know, as, as you mentioned, Hondo, the, 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 the idea of the show is to, to showcase the great golf courses we have here. Um, you know, you see video of Lighthouse Sound and Eagles Landing and, and right. Bayside Report and Baywoods. You see all these great golf courses we have um, Glen Riddle, Ocean City, all of them. They're just beautiful golf courses. And, you know, if you're sitting home in Pittsburgh or, or uh, you know, Philadelphia or wherever, and you're, you're saying, man, that looks like a great place to go and play golf. And, uh, you know, I think once we get golfers here, um, our return rate of golfers is pretty high. I mean, they, they like our destination. You know, we always say close to home, close to perfect. Uh, you're absolutely right. And uh, there are many other things to do when they're here. So that's a, a good uh, opportunity, not only for golfers, but golfers to bring their family down to. Uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm sure the golf business had met a, uh, during the golf business, you met a lot of golf pros and, uh, some golf managers, but who are a couple of the most famous or well-known golfers that you met? Well, I've, you know, I've, I've had a chance because of Toyota, uh, met Mark O'Mara and, uh, and Chichi Rodriguez, which was, right. which has been a treat, <clears throat> you know, uh, funny story. We, we were down and, uh, doing a show at the world golf village and, uh, I took Paulo and, uh, and Fausto and Tom Perlazzo was, I think eight or 12 of us, Papo, and <clears throat> Apollo went. In, yeah, we had a great crew. We were there. Apollo walked into the to the restroom and and walked up to the urinal and and was standing next to Arnold Palmer and he almost fainted. <laughs> <laughs> so typical Apollo, he walked out of the, the restroom with his arm around Arnold Palmer. So uh, uh, that was one of the funny the funniest things. And in another trip we were on, we ran into Tom Watson and uh, and. And the Tom Watson started giving Paulo a, a lesson to get rid of his shanks. So we, we've had some interesting moments. For sure. uh, I think one of my most memorable things doing the show, we were doing a celebrity tournament up in, up in Western Pennsylvania. Um, okay. It was Mario Lemieux tournament that he was putting on for charity. Um, and this was back in the nineties. The right. And uh, all we had was such a great, it was a celebrity tournament. It was John Elway, Wayne Gretzky, uh, just the top notch celebrities. And I was standing on the range watching them hit balls, and they were all hitting balls and everything. Well, Michael Jordan pulled up in a golf cart. Wow. And it was like Moses parting the sea. They, everybody, even the celebrities, stopped hitting balls to watch <laughs> Jordan go up and start hitting balls. So to, to see that was kind of a cool moment. And uh, he's just a figure. And I'm sure you've been watching The, uh, the Last Dance. Oh, what a yes. great yeah. – <clears throat> what a great feature that is, but uh, we've had some pretty cool moments. We've been to some pretty cool places for sure. Well, uh, while I have you here, I, I cannot uh, not mention Tiger Woods. How about that, um, uh, that 
crowd and the, ben- the way the venue was when he won that big uh, that big tournament. Oh man, they were all over the course. Yeah, it was. It's pretty amazing. His his story is amazing. You know, um, <clears throat> I've always been a Tiger fan. You know, and uh, and you know he's had his ups and downs. He wasn't the, the nicest guy on the golf course for for a while, but. Right. Excuse me. Um, but he he's always been a competitor, been a grinder. I respected his game, but I respect him more now than ever because after what he went through to come back the way he did and oh. the way he did when he thought he could maybe never play golf again was pretty amazing. And you know to see the crowd react to him and then and then and then to to be able to win at Augusta again uh, yeah. to win to know them was was really really special and and I I just think you know like a lot of you know with a lot of Tiger fans, a lot of people, it just seems like he's enjoying playing golf so much more now. And I think the relationships that he's forged with some of the other younger guys and because, you know, he's their, he's their role model. He's their, he's their icon that they grew up with. It's been pretty cool to watch. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Peyton and Tiger playing Brady and, and Mickelson. That's going <laughs> to be a lot challenge. of fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, man, unbelievable. He's had a, a wonderful career. Um, yes. Bobby, um, I remember when you uh, helped promote the Ocean City popular Tuesday Thursday Softball League when we had, I don't know, 2017 or so. And as league director, you would interview me each week just to get an update of the league. Man, the players really enjoyed that. I don't know if you remember that. And I think you even uh, hosted a player of the week selection. Yeah, back then, you know, Hondo softball was big. And I, I don't know if it's, it's probably not as big as it used to be, but softball was – I mean, it seemed like everybody was oh. playing softball. I really yeah, didn't. I mean, from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't play much softball. I, I was kind of, after I got done playing baseball, uh, I actually hurt my arm, believe it or not. The only time I really had an injury was the end of when I was coaching. I was throwing batting practice and uh, I really tore. So I really couldn't do much after that. But I, I, I knew a lot of the guys that played and I knew it was popular. And, um, you know, a lot of the guys had a passion for it and, and we, we enjoyed covering it. And uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun back then, for sure. Well, Bobby, I also would like to thank you for sponsoring and helping me promote our summer camps on your show, especially our golf camps, uh, while I was working at the Ocean City Recreation Department. And uh, just thank you for that. Sure. It's, um, it's, it's, I'm happy to do it. Bobby, you were recently, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, inducted to the Eastern Shore uh, Golf Hall of Fame. That must have been a special occasion for you. It was, Hondo. Uh, you know, it's funny, and I say I, I tell people this when they when they say that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm actually, and I'm not bragging when I say this. I'm in the Eastern Shore Baseball Hall of Fame, and I'm in the Eastern Shore Golf Hall of Fame. But the sad thing is, neither one of them is for playing. <laughs> you know, and I always always consider myself a pretty good athlete growing up. You know, I said, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good athlete. I mean, I'm okay. You know, and uh, it's funny that I made it into two Hall of Fames, and neither one of them for playing. Uh, one was obviously as a coach uh, right. at, at uh, for the for the Breakers for the Eastern Shore Baseball League, and that was right. a, an honor to get in for that. And then, you know, golf. Obviously, I'm I was never I'm I'm still not, and I never was a great player. Um, but I'm, you know, but I got in because, uh, of, of the opportunity that I was given by my, my sponsors, you know, with Toyota and Geico and the town and, and all the people who've supported me, all my advertisers over the years, I've been able to do this, all the golf courses who, who have supported me. So, um, feel very fortunate to be able to, uh, 
to do what I've done. I mean, you know, I always say, you know, if I had to get a real job, I don't know what I, what it would be, but this has been a blessing for sure. Well, Bob, congratulations on uh, both of those honors. Um, were there any other uh, sponsors you want to just mention, a uh, local sponsor, anybody, uh, before I move on? Um, you had so many, so many sponsors. I'm sorry? Probably, you've had so many contacts throughout the town, so you probably probably – Yeah, exactly, one. exactly. Um, this coronavirus has affected a lot of golfers, including myself, if I call myself a golfer. Right. As, many of the go- as many of the golf courses have been closed in Maryland. But as of today, they're reopening. Has this shutdown uh, affected your golf shows? Uh, A a little bit. I mean, you know, it's it hasn't affected my shows as as much as affected my sponsors. My and and really, uh, you know, Toyota and Geico, they're they're affected. And, you know, and and obviously that's a big part of my business. But, you know, a lot of a lot of the smaller businesses, too, who have supported my local show over the years, the restaurants, as you know, the restaurants are really in a, in a tough position, even the golf courses, uh, the golf courses, as you mentioned, are at least open now. And I think, you know, I think one thing about this is the golf is the one and then why we didn't get uh, open earlier. You can debate that all you want, but now that we are open, I think maybe more people will want to play golf because it is a thing where you can get out there and you can social distance, you can stay away and you can, you know, you can be out in, 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 in an open environment in, in the air and the nature and, and feel safe and feel good and have a good time. Um, so that's a good thing for the golf courses. But for the for the a lot of the businesses, you know, the restaurants and certain the retailers, they're yeah. they're struggling. They're going to struggle. It's going to be it's going to be a slow return. And we just hope things get back to normal sooner rather than later. Well, Bobby, um, thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything else you would like to add? Just, you know, you, Hondo, you're, you've been a great mentor. You've been uh, huge to the town of Ocean City and, and just a friend to everybody. So uh, you know, I appreciate that all you've done for me. And I think you know, I can speak for a lot of people in Ocean City. You were, you know, you've been a great, great guy, great role model and, uh, you know, a great part of uh, the Recreation and Parks Department. And, and uh, it's always good to hear your voice, my friend. Well, thank you, Bobby, for the kind words. And, uh, you know, I loved the uh, uh, recreation parks. It was my passion. And uh, I have so many great memories such as you. My guest today on the Hondo Handy Podcast have been Bobby Vermeen, host of English Golf and a resort golf guy. Thank you again, Bobby. Thank you, Hondo. Take care. All right, you too.